Welcome to Merrill Murmurings, a segment where Mayor Neil Riley discusses council issues with Glenn Shepherd. The segment is designed to provide a concise overview of recent and upcoming events, addressing the issues, processes and desired outcomes behind them. It is hoped that by shedding light on the decision-making processes, we can empower our community to better understand the initiatives shaping our area. This morning I'm here with Neil Riley. Neil is the Mayor of Kiama, and we're so happy to have him here at Kiama Community Radio. We're starting a program called Weekly Mayoral Murmurings, and Neil has graciously come along to be, I guess, grilled about happenings at the council. So this program aims to provide a quick roundup of current events and potential developments in our council and community, exploring both the underlying issues and the processes involved. So welcome, Neil, to Kiama Community Radio. Uh, Thank you, and I look forward to being graciously grilled. (laughs) So, Neil, I get around the community and I hear things and I hear people say some great things, and I hear people do some moaning. One of the things things I hear around town is paid parking. Now, to give some background, I know you know the background, but some background for our, our listeners, there are some community concerns around that, and the Kaima Bugle reports on the 25th of May in an article written by Tracy Henderson that council's considering paid parking, and uh, a group will be formed to evaluate that proposal. So maybe we start there, and you can give some feedback as to where that's actually up to, where it came from and where it's up to. Sure, Glenn, and look, thanks for the question. It'll be lovely to clear this up to uh, some extent for the community. 2021, we did a traffic study. Now, it was done in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of winter, and to my mind, I don't think that's a terrific time to study the traffic in Kiama. So we had budgeted uh, a traffic study to happen in the next 12 months. So we're going to, on the back of that, not only look at all aspects of traffic, but all aspects of parking in Kayama. And we would be foolish to miss the opportunity to not only look at the the parking, but look at the opportunity that may be presented with paid parking. Now, this doesn't mean that we're going to introduce paid parking. We're just going to have a look at the practicality of it. Now, we know a lot of places, particularly seaside places, Byron Bay and so on, they have paid parking, and uh, to some extent, it's, uh, it's reasonably successful. They even have it uh, in Wollongong. As I understand it, it's taken them about eight years to make any money out of it in Wollongong. So they're the things we're going to look at, not only introducing or thinking about introducing paid parking, but what are going to be the benefits to the community, going to be the benefits to tourism? Is it going to create more spots for people to park? What will be the infrastructure required to maintain that? There's a lot of things that we have to uh, question before we implement anything. I'm very keen to make sure that if we do this traffic study, we also include members of the community for their valuable input. That's fine. I think that's cleared that up because people just in their heads run wild. Oh, who are we going to have paid parking? Where will it be? What will it cost me? Do I get a, a voucher or a sticker or something? And and things get out of control. So thanks for clearing that up this morning for me. We're doing a, an assessment and we'll see where that goes. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's exactly right. Uh, 
Look, the questions that you just raised are exactly the questions that council raised. We don't know everything and we need to find out, mm -hmm. you know, how it's going to work. Will there be stickers? How's the best way to, to deal with it? Uh, where it's going to be? Will the revenue, if we do it on Crown land, have to go back to the maintenance of that Crown land or can we use it elsewhere? These questions and others we have to, uh, we have to ask. It's going to be, I think, uh, a matter of many, many months, maybe years before we introduce it. You also mentioned a group getting together to discuss parking. Now, I see committees. There's, um, there appears to be lots and lots of committees on council. Uh, would I be right in saying that? Look, uh, when, when, uh, uh, before I was mayor, uh, there were something like 23 or 24 committees of council. Now, they take an enormous amount of resources to, uh, to keep going. You've got staff resources to attend the meetings, to capture the minutes and that sort of stuff. You've got councillors uh, whose time is pretty valuable uh, and you've got the community members. One of the committees that uh, I was on used to use the minutes from the previous meeting as the agenda for the next and that would happen month after month after month and not much would take place. Mm -hmm. So we've decided that what we would like to do, we've got some standing committees mm -hmm. that have to be uh, in place. Uh, the traffic committee is a statutory committee. Uh, so is the uh, audit risk and improvement committee. Both of these are imposed on us, but for good reason and we use them uh, very practically. Uh, we have the financial advisory committee. We also have a, uh, a tourism advisory committee that we are uh, broadening the scope of to be uh, partly the economic uh, development committee. But that still leaves a lot of areas where the community needs guidance and we need to hear from the community to get their views as to how the council responds to things like companion animals, like uh, walking tracks and cycleways, like uh, sustainability and environmental matters. We want to listen to the sensitive views of the community with regard to our Aboriginal residents and, and how we respond to the, to the past, the present and the future with our First Nations people. We look at youth. All of these things need to be addressed by council. So what we've done is we're going to create two core committees. Those committees will have on them two councillors and each will have three members of the community who are qualified basically at administration, having an open mind, asking the right questions and, and formulating responses to, uh, to how, we, uh, how we're faring. So we have these two core committees. Now, if you can imagine those as being the hub of two wheels, the spokes that come out from those wheels will look after those things that I just mentioned, those other working groups or committees. And we will ask people from the community to join those as working groups. With regard to companion animals, we'll let people know when they're meeting and how often they're meeting. And if they've got a speciality in that area, we would welcome them to come along to our committee meetings. They won't be the same topic every month unless it's absolutely necessary. It will be maybe the walking tracks need to be meeting twice a year. Maybe the sustainability people need to be meeting four times a year just to see how things are going. So from those two core committees, we will pull in experts in their particular field and we'll use those experts with the community to find out what the needs are of those things that are not necessarily the core business of council but are vitally important to our community. Okay, so if I want to be involved, I get onto the council website, have a look at the, the list of committees and 
I'm, I'm counting about eight or nine here at the moment, and I can just volunteer, put my application in, and, uh, and the, at some point you'll get back to me, or the council will get back to me to say, tick, come along and, and you can uh, be the representative on that committee. Yes, the first thing is for those two committees to meet and set out their terms of reference, and uh, the committees will be uh, aligned with our community strategic uh, strategy. So that's the, 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 the top document in our independent planning and reporting process. So we, we look at what the community has asked us for uh, when we went through that process uh, earlier last year, and we've aligned our, our goals along the, the five pillars of that, uh, of that document. Well, thank you for that. So the last thing I was going to ask you about this morning uh, which people talk to me about, is the council restructure. Now, at times you get people just cynically say, ah, oh, they're just moving the, the chairs, on the deck chairs on the, on the ship. But uh, to me, it seems like there's actually been some real change there in the personnel, particularly in the executive type levels of the council. So would you like to comment on some of that for us? Uh, sure. Look, uh, our council structure has remained the same for some time. And uh, in, in a lot of ways, that's good to have a reliable structure that, uh, that works. But sometimes the changing times and changing nature of uh, the requirements of the community require council to respond differently than the way we used to. We're having a look at our, uh, our engineering. Uh, I mean, we're in the middle of looking at, uh, at what uh, the results are for our community of climate change. And we're finding that uh, what the climate science tells us is quite true and that is we are going to expect more severe weather events with greater frequency. So that needs a slightly different engineering response. We are an ageing uh, demographic here in Kiama. However, that's changing as well. If you have a look around Gainsborough and uh, some of the other uh, areas in our local government area, you'll see a lot more kids. So we need to respond to that. And if we keep a rigid format the structure of our council, that means that we respond to the community's needs in a rigid way. And I certainly don't want that. I want us to be responsive and an agile council. So we've put in uh, and, and changed a number of the, uh, the roles that are at the senior level in council. The temptation would be to start recruiting for those senior roles and then the managers and coordinators that are going to form the new the new core of our, uh, our our management structure, but we've resisted that temptation. We've employed people who have the skills to be able to employ their own people, and we want that to be the case. So we're looking at a revision in the way we do our planning, the way we do our engineering, the way we engage with our community in terms of our awareness of what the community wants and the community's knowledge of what council wants. So we need to uh, be flexible to be responsive. Okay, well, Jane Stroud certainly has had her hands full since she got into the job. Uh, big job and uh, from all reports doing a, a very good job. Look, uh, it's a very interesting thing for me to be working with someone as skilled and as, I have to say, as hardworking as, uh, as Jane Stroud. It's, it's an interesting relationship that the mayor has to have with the CEO. And I am pleased to say that we have a good and a public relationship. That is to say that uh, we deal with each other with respect. We deal with each other in the way that 
council is structured in as much as that the councillors themselves are the strategic arm of council and the CEO represents the operational arm. And you can't have one without the other. I like to think that uh, Jane is uh, innovative in, uh, in what she does and I'm always open to listen to her. And that is a reciprocal thing. Uh, I must say that uh, I might suggest something to Jane and uh, I know very well if she's not too happy about it, but she'll go away and come back and give me a very objective uh, view on it. So while I thought, oh, I don't think Jane's going to like this, she might come back and say, Neil, I think what you're doing is a great idea. We'd like to implement it this way. How do you feel about that? And that's inclusive and that's the way that management should work. Well, listen, Neil, thanks very much this morning. It's our first run at this uh, weekly Merrill Murmurings. Thank you very much for coming along and being open about uh, the conversation. I'll look forward to our next one. Oh, look, thank you so much, Glenn. And it's a great opportunity, let me tell you, from, uh, from my point of view as the mayor. Uh, you know, I have uh, uh, responsibilities uh, in the council and I think one of the greatest responsibilities is that of communication with our community. Uh, I have an open door office uh, and people walk in when they're paying their rates and they, they, they give me a bit of jip every now and then, but sometimes they come in just to say hello and sometimes they're quite, uh, uh, quite complimentary of the work that council does. This is just another opportunity for uh, our council to communicate with our community. Uh, our slogan at Kiama is, uh, it's your council, it's your community. And that's what we're here for. Well, thanks for your time this morning, Neil. A pleasure, an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Glenn. You've been listening to Merrill Murmurings, a program where Mayor Neil Riley discusses issues that are important to everyone in our community.